better run. Here they come, they got to blast on us. The black nerds, blitz or rush, I'll turn that podcast up. Friends from the UK with something to say, just talking about everything. From the wonderful nerding world, the reviews they bring. These brilliant blurs give you the word. All the latest movies, animes, video games, and TV series. Call your friends who don't know and tell them what they're missing. Then sit back and relax and listen to So basically, this is episode 199, part two. There was so much to talk about in the last episode, and I was tired, I was fatigued, I was hungry. So we decided to split the episode up into two parts. Um, so we're just now gonna go over the movies that we didn't get around to and um, a couple of TV shows. Um, so you are joined by your host Nana, also here with Big T, Ed Martin, yep. and we're mm-hmm. you know this is gonna be like quite fairly rapid fire. Um, but yeah, we're gonna start off with Mitchell v- Mitchell's versus the Machines. Uh, this is on Netflix. Um, I haven't even pulled anything up, but basically the summary is that a family um, plan on going on a road trip with their daughter, taking her to college, and all of a sudden, you know, as the old um, I've even forgot what the right word is like the old tale, you know, robots go crazy, the AI gets smart and tries to kill all humans. Um, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it, but I didn't think it was fantastic. I've like I'd been listening to a lot of, um my other podcasts and you know they've been kind of, a lot of people have kind of been raving at how much this is like a very good animated thing. Um I just don't think it's like it doesn't bang enough for like it's it's not a Shrek, you know what I mean? It's not a Lion King, it's not a Toy Story. I don't it's it's not instant classic, you know what I mean? Like mm. it's one of those meh like Yes, I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm gonna give this a half chicken. Uh, I'm gonna go with mine. Mine. What do you think of this one? Um, I'm gonna give it a three piece. Honestly, I thought it was. I thought the movie was done very well. Mm-hmm. Um, the animation style was something that I'd initially have gone for. As in, seeing it on Netflix, I would probably have skipped over it. But mm-hmm. you know, girlfriend put it on, and actually, I enjoyed it. Um, the opening set the tone of how dysfunctional the family is, and literally throughout the whole movie, to see just how dysfunctional they are. Like, this sometimes I just think to myself, how are these people still like even um, able to escape, escape the robots and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. I like the dynamic of you know just everyone in, the, in 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 the family. Really, I mean, the dad just being, I guess, super busy that he's lost touch with his uh, with his daughter that he tries to rekindle that, but obviously she's grown so. Yeah, it doesn't really work. It's always the case of why you even bother it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, it's very, very good because you can see, you know, exactly what it was that pulled them apart. Um, you know, him not being a techie guy, so I'm not understanding what, I mean, understanding her passion or whatnot and vice versa. But also like the relationship between um, between Katie and the uh, the brother uh, as well as the mom. So it was really mm. fun dynamics and stuff like that. And overall, just it was a fun movie to watch. Mm. No, that's dope. Uh, T, uh, you're, you're, you're cutting out. Uh, yeah, I, I agree a lot with what Martin was saying. Mm-hmm. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can yeah. hear you now. We couldn't hear you before. 
All right, sorry. Um, yeah, I was saying I agree a lot with um, what Martin was saying. Um, I'd also give it a free piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I think it was a very good um, story about family. Um, like like Martin was saying, the dynamics between the family was really good. Uh, I feel like in a lesser movie, like certain things would have happened, like certain tropes that, that weren't... Um, present in this movie like mm-hmm. the brother and sister in this movie actually got on really well yeah. whereas the type of story it is obviously the 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 daughter being a main character katie and her being kind of distant from the dad and stuff usually she would hate her younger brother as well you know, like you're so annoying just leave me do you know what i mean but mm-hmm. they, they actually got on really well which was nice um i, I the hate, daughter was I, like Sorry, I hated the fact that the little boy was voiced by like this like grown ass dude. Like it was it was very off putting. Mm. Yeah, it was a bit strange, but I think like it, it didn't really bother me that much. It didn't like, bother me at all. Yeah. I, I yeah, it didn't really bother me to be honest. Um But um but yeah, like I was saying, I like the the, the daughter was like justifiably upset at times. Mm. Like um Obviously, she's about to go to college and she's got all these plans with her friends. And then the dad's like, yeah, I've cancelled your flight and we're going to take a road trip to get there. I'd have been like, nah, mate, like, <laughs> I'm going to miss. Are you week. dumb? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Are you dumb? Yeah. That was so she match. was justifiably upset. But then at the same time, throughout the movie, again, another trope that kind of happens in this type of movie is like the daughter kind of like losing it and be like, oh, I hate you. I hate this family. And, the... and it never got to that point either. Do you know what I mean? Like she was upset at times, but it's her family. Do you know what I mean? So mm. she was always still kind of like down to roll with them and just made the best of the situation, like was doing her little videos and shit. Um, but yeah, no, I thought, I thought it was really good. I agree with you, Ace. I don't think it was an instant classic. Mm. Um, it's not a Toy Story. It's not a Shrek. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's nothing like that. But it is, I, I do think it is um, like a cut above a lot of the animated movies that there are um it's like in it's it's not that far below um a lot of these like whole chicken animated movies like i I, again like i'd say this is a three-piece for me okay that's fair Mm -hmm. that's fair all right so i added onto the list oh sorry is there anything else anyone wants to say onto that before i move on oh yeah no i mean i was gonna say that with the robot uprising right it felt to be like how, because I always say that one day Apple products are going to take over the world. You guys be relying on nothing but Android to come save you, blah, blah. This movie, <laughs> this movie was legit the epitome of that. <laughs> obviously, yeah. it wasn't Android to come save you. It was obviously old school stuff, like, you know, freaking the screwdriver that they carried around with them. Um, <laughs> again, just again, just kind of shows how, you know, just not tech savvy the dad is. Um, Dad's name is Rick. Um I also like the fact. Did anyone pick up on the fact that Katie was a lesbian in this? Yeah, yeah. So I really liked it because it, even though she's obviously with, um, um, I guess old school families. I don't want to say traditional because yeah. Anyway, old school families was also the case that if your uh, if your kids are gay or lesbian in any way, shape, or form, then you know that was obviously upset the family dynamics and stuff like that. But I like the fact that even though KE is a lesbian, it had no impact on the breakdown of relationship between her and the father, which I really appreciated. Mm. Um, it, was, it was more of a, okay, she's a lesbian, let's get on with the movie, you know what I mean? Rather than, 
rather than that being the focal point of the movie. It was more literally about her sort of growing up and away from her dad, in a sense. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't really even think... Yeah, I, I didn't even think... Did they even mention it until the end? I, no, I not really to the notice, end. to be honest. Yeah. Huh? I didn't, I didn't even notice. No, at, at the very <laughs> end, when she's FaceTiming her mum, mm-hmm. yeah. her mum's her like, oh, how are you and Jade getting on? Like, I heard you and Jade are official. Is she coming down for Thanksgiving or something? And then Katie was like, oh, it's only been a few weeks. So, like, she's dating that... I think it was the black girl. Yeah. Um, mm. The one that we saw in the video call earlier. In the video calls, yeah. So oh, again, I, I agree with you, Martin. I think it was it was cool to to add that at the end, and to show that, like, yeah, she's a lesbian, but it has no impact on her character. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. this just mm. her sexuality. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't need to be a, a major issue. However, saying that, um, I don't know if the family knew, or even if she knew herself that she was a lesbian until she got to college. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because it was kind yeah, of like... Possibility. It, it's kind of like she was finding herself and finding her people. Yeah. And then she got to college, so she may have, like, you know, experimented and shit and discovered this about herself. And so we didn't actually get to see the dad's kind of... Reaction. Reaction to it or how he... Do you know what I mean? We saw yeah. the mum and she was very supportive and obviously wanted to bring her down for Thanksgiving and shit, which, which is good. But um, yeah, I don't know. Just knowing the dad, I don't know how he would react to it. Like, I think mm-hmm. he'd be cool, but I think he'd like he'd probably put his foot in it at some point. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, but you you say yeah. something stupid. You would but hope I don't think after he'd judge her at all. You would hope after all the technolo- technological issues that he would have learned his lesson and just be a lot more accepting. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, think I, I assume that. that I assume that he'll he would be cool with it anyway. It's just the fact that he wanted. To have a close relationship with his daughter, so I don't think, for me anyway, I don't think he would have cared that um, I, I cared about her sexual orientation as long as you know she at least phoned him once in a while and, and whatever and they got like chatting and whatnot. Yeah, no, definitely, I agree as well, man. I don't, I don't think he would have had a problem. Yeah, um, but overall, um, I think we all agreed that it was good animation. Um, you know, the story, the story was decent. Um, it wasn't, you know, it's not a story that we haven't heard before. You know, about a robot uprising or whatever because this douchebag creator decides to um make it make it obsolete or whatnot um but yeah everything else around it was was pretty cool which is why i think a lot of people um um rated it highly and that's why t and i rated highly mm. yeah no i yeah. definitely agree i think i think it was definitely one of the better animated movies not quite oh 100 but yeah. um i think it it, it will I think it, it did stuff different enough. Like, I think maybe the pacing was a bit off at times. Like, it, it seemed to get pretty climactic pretty early. And then I was like, rah, are we near the end? And then I looked and we was only halfway through the film <laughs> um, when there was at, like, the shopping mall. Because, yeah. um, again, I liked I liked the natural progression of the, of the movie. And, and it kind of um, had, I don't know if it would be foreshadowing or like a setup to the later payoff where the robots... Oh, I love those two robots, by the way. The, um, what, what was his name? Something... I can't remember what one of those names were. I feel like it was like Debra, Fred. Debra Bot. I thought it was like Fred. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. And, and Debra Yeah, Bot. I, like, I like those robots too. They was cool, man. I thought they was funny. Like, the whole thing where they're pretending like, oh, we're human. No, Actually, no, we're not. We're robots. But let's go and get these humans for you. And then they pretend to go down the stairs thing and do all that. 
Yeah, I so that was a funny you thing. had Fred Armisen but, as um, Deborah Bot, and you had Beck Bennett as Eric Powell, Max Robots. Yeah, no, they were definitely voiced well. I, I like the robots in general. Like even the thing where um, they they had all the humans and they was doing that little presentation, like, okay, we're going to take you to space and <laughs> da 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 and all this, and then it was like, and your stay will last forever. And, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Just the cut in between the two different voices was hilarious, man. Or your destination is the black void of space. Like, mm-hmm. All of that shit was funny, man. Um, but yeah, no, when, when the robots were like, ah, oh, you can enter the kill code, but you have to go to the HQ and you have to get through all this defense and you have to go up there and do all this and do all that. Or you could just go to your local, do you know what I mean? Your local shopping center and just upload it on Wi-Fi or whatever. Yeah. So obviously they chose to just go to the shopping center and then that's where it got really climactic. And I was like, wow, we nearly done already. But then obviously... Um, the the Wi-Fi gets destroyed when it's on ninety eight percent, and yeah. and then they end up having to go to the HQ. So the the setup, like you you know what was happening the whole time, everything that was going, and and I thought it was really natural. Um, the in the shopping center, I love the little Furby cameos. Yeah, the Furby. Yeah, what's, so the whole, like, what's the thing with the Furbies? <laughs> just so, I don't know, man. It's just random. Like I, just I haven't something I haven't, I haven't seen in a long time for so long. Mm. Huh? Yeah, just something that you haven't seen in a long time, just a reminder of your childhood. As well, I mean, maybe it was just yeah. cheap to buy the rights to have them in the movie or something, but... Because can you like imagine Furby's making a comeback or, or something? Because of this film, yeah, that Yeah. But I, I remember, I never had a Furby, but um, Ace, do you remember Daniela? Mm-hmm. You know Daniela, she had yeah, a yeah, Furby. And obviously, like, they were sick, bro, because you could talk to them, they could learn their name, like, they could learn words and stuff and talk to you, like... And they used to sing and do all this shit. So it was kind of sick. But did, did you know, yeah? I don't know because um, me and my wife watch a lot of foreign movies. We just have the subtitles mm. permanently on. Mm. Did, did any of you watch this movie with subtitles on? Yeah, um, I, I probably did. did. I always have subtitles on. So did, did you notice that the Furbies, the subtitles translated what they were saying? Yeah, I did. I did. I did. That was, I thought that was jokes. I thought that was a nice touch. Like, because mm. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the, I just thought it was funny, man. Some of the stuff they were saying, like I wrote down some of their quotes, and they were just, they were epic. But it was just coming out of a Furby. It was jokes, like, um, yeah, the little Furbies, and they were like, "Behold, the twilight of man. We must, we must have vengeance. Summon the elder." And then the big one come and yeah. like, "I will avenge my fallen children." It was just so jokes, man. I thought it was funny. Um, the animation, like I think Martin mentioned, the animation. Um, I actually really, really like this style of animation. I think Sony mm-hmm. have created a very unique style of animation um, where it's like, obviously it's 3D CGI, but also with like a 2D traditional animation, like hand-drawn kind of overlay over it, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is is really cool. Um, obviously, the same animation that they used for the Spider-Man movie. Um, h- however, they both still look very different. Do you know what I mean? Like, Obviously, Spider-Man had more of a comic book kind of feel to it. This has more like a, I don't know, like a, a hand-drawn, like, even like a, was, is it Tracy Beaker or? or what, what yeah, was Tracy Beaker with the with the animation cuts. Um, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like Diary of a Wimpy Kid or that kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Where it's got like that Or even Lizzie McGuire. I'm Lizzie McGuire. Lizzie McGuire, yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. Um, so I thought that was really cool. But then at the same time, I thought like, I felt like it maybe went a bit too far. Um, like you had, um, like 
I don't know. It was like this movie had ADHD or something. Like it was on, <laughs> it was just on such a hype. Like mm. you know how you had the emoji movie recently. Yeah, this yeah. was like the 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 GIF movie or the meme movie. Do you know what I mean? Like it was to me at times it was a bit, a bit too like too much. Like, but again, mm. I think it, it's for the kids. They'll love that shit. Do you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. that's right up their street. Um, what else have I got? Like I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep it brief. Do you know what I mean? I won't, I won't go too much into it. Um, I liked the um, uh, the actual final climax when they're at the HQ, um, and like I said, it, it it all kind of progressed naturally. They they I felt the real sense of tension because obviously they were disguised as the robots. Yeah, and, but but they but the the um the, the the main AI the phone or whatever she knew that they were there in disguise. So she was like one minor imperfection and like we will find them. And then you had one robot that kind of stepped out of line <laughs> and that thing just murked him. Do you know what I mean? So I was like, oh shit. Like, um, and then obviously you had the, the all is lost moment where they show the CCTV footage of the daughter being like, oh yeah, I didn't mean any of that shit. Like I'm just telling dad what he wants to hear so I can get mm. to college. Mm-hmm. And again, like I thought that was all natural except, um, after that scene, the son, her brother, was like crying and was like, "Why did you say that stuff?" Like he never knew, but it's like, but she said that to you, bro. Yeah, like, he was you're dead, in the footage like... as well. So mm. That was a bit weird, but um, apart from that, he's again, going for the Oscar. That's why, huh? He's going for the Oscar. That's why. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, but no. Apart from that, I thought it was all natural. It was the, the chemistry was really good. It, it all made sense. I love the thing with the um, the moose. Um, like when when she was looking through the old footage and found out that the moose was obviously from their original house that he that the dad had built himself. Yeah, and how how easily he gave up that and and basically his whole life for his daughter. Like mm-hmm. the the wife even said, "Oh yeah, I know this is hard for you," and um and the dad was like, "No, actually, like this is easy." Do you know what I mean? Because it's for his daughter and having having my own daughter like she's nine months now like that really kind of like that hit me do you know what i mean like i really felt that um yeah. uh yeah but again um oh look at you thinking about your daughter <laughs> mate that's all i fucking think about bruv like <laughs> trying to work on her home man that's she's my life now man do you know what i mean so yeah. it, w- it was nice to see like obviously before watching these type of movies like be it when we was younger I'd see it from the perspective of the of the kids, you know what I mean? And be like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, parents are so annoying, man. Just let me go to college. But now that I'm a parent myself, I'm watching a lot of movies from the other side. And um, it's, it's like, it's upsetting me, man. Like, it made me think of when she's going to be older and going off to college and uh, I'm already getting upset about it. And <laughs> she's only nine months old. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I really like this film, man. I thought it was really good. All right, cool. Yeah. So it's been a while since we've, um, you know, watched like, in a sense, a, a children's movie. So I kind of wanted another, to add another one to, for some comparison. Um, so mm. we watched The Secret Magic Control Agency also on Netflix. Um, yeah. Me personally, oh gosh, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> Do you know what? For me personally, I thought initially this start, start started off stronger than um, The Mitchells and the Machine. 
But I'll give you mm. that. Yeah, this movie did have early potential. Yeah. But then I think it quickly kind of went down. Yeah, it, it, it tailed out completely. So I'm going to give this a quarter chicken. So this one is uh, the secret magic control agent said it's two best agents, Hansel and Grail, to fight against the witches of the gingerbread house. I feel like... I liked what they tried to do with the story and the retelling and kind of like the spy agency kind of thing, in it? But a lot of the yeah. jokes just didn't work. And it was like the yeah. chemistry between Hansel and Gretel just wasn't on fire. Um, but it started off so like, when I first started watching it, I was like, oh, this is better. And then like literally as it went on, <clears throat> sorry, as it went on, I was just like, mm, and it just, it just kind of, took a bit of a nosedive and um, mm. it, it, it just became just a lot, just background TV and I wasn't really paying yeah. too much attention to it. Mm. I feel exactly the same way. Um, it did start, I mean, when I actually try, I tried to give it a chance um, because the animation definitely didn't have me at all. Um, um, voice acting was 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 okay as well. Again, I I mean the reason why I'm probably saying it's okay rather than it's good is because again I sort of just it, it, like you said it became background most for me. So mm. um, yeah, it it had good it had potential, especially right in the first what I guess twenty minutes of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, it just plateaued for me. It just literally mm. dropped. Um, so I'm giving it a quarter chicken. Yeah, um, so it's not it's not a memorable movie. Um, I much rather have watched um, the Mitchells versus Machines again than yeah. Oh, what Super go. Magic. What go that far? But yeah, you lot clearly like that one a lot more than I did. <laughs> mm. I um, I, yeah, I, I I would agree with you. This start this movie started off well. It had potential. Um, there was a lot of jokes that I liked, like when they was talking about the secret magic control agency and you saw all the agents like taking out people like the magician on stage made the person disappear and then two agents just come and walk him off mm. that, that made me laugh mm-hmm. um also the the setup of hansel's character was quite good obviously him being a, a magician and everyone thinks he has magic but it's all a lie and then the woman's like ah oh, my daughter's sick like can you give her one of your magic items or whatever and it's like no like it wouldn't work on her but take some of these magic coins and and you can use this to pay for her medic medicine or whatever but yeah. don't tell anyone i gave it to you but otherwise the mag like the magic will make the coins turn to dust so it's like he's still lying like do you know what i mean but he's a good guy he wants to do he wants to help her but he doesn't at the same time he doesn't want people to know that mm. he helped her do you know what i mean yeah. so it, that it was a genuine like kindness it uh, wasn't for any type of glory or recognition and i think I mean? that ties in with the end when he finally reveals to his sister like it was him that put her through spy school like if it wasn't yeah, like, exactly, if it wasn't yeah. for him she probably wouldn't be in the situation that she was in and i thought that yeah, was he, it was a nice touch and it was a like a nice little message but it just wasn't enough no definitely he essentially like gave up his life and his um dream in a sense because he had the same dream as her he wanted to be part of the secret magic agency as well i think yeah he but did. he knew that they could only afford even if even if it wasn't that she wanted it more like he wanted it more for her than even for himself yeah you know i mean so that aspect of this movie i like those two little bits yeah i, I like that um and the last thing that i, I kind of found funny was him in the in the magic room mm-hmm. like just running around getting very excited about everything i thought that was kind of funny 
kind of um, a little bit reminded me of like the Men in Black scene where Will Smith comes for the first time and and touches that that ball, and then yeah. it just bounces everywhere and murks everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so it kind of had that kind of vibes. But then after that, it it was just nothing. It was a nothing movie. I think kids will like it because um, Martin, you mentioned the voice acting, whereas yeah. I I like to call what happened in this movie voice overacting because. <laughs> <laughs> because like it was very targeted at kids like it, it, it seemed like the kids, voice acting yeah. of a of like a kids tv show rather than a movie yeah like they was very like expressive and oh my god like every single thing they said had that same level of high level of expression like there was never just subtle or, or mellow do you know what i mean everything was just kind of over the top with their acting um and once they turned into kids I was like, oh, that's what this movie's about. <laughs> <laughs> and then going forward, I was just not really into it. But both this movie and The Mitchells, I watched twice. Okay. Uh, the Mitchells, I watched twice because I watched it the first time and actually enjoyed it so much that I didn't take any notes. So then I had to watch it again to take notes and, mm-hmm. and get all my thoughts down. Whereas this, I watched it twice because the first time I watched it, I fell asleep. And then I was like, okay, I actually should need to watch this again mm-hmm. because I thought that I was like halfway through the movie, but then I realized I fell asleep only 20 minutes into it <laughs> and I had like an hour and 20 minutes still to watch. I was like, oh shit. Like, yeah, it was a bit, of, it was, it was a bit of a log one to be honest. Yeah, it went on, man. It went on and mm. on. I like, like it tried to be a Shrek. Do you know what I mean? Like it had all these fairy tale characters in it and like the, the agents, um, the agents, the the leader of the agency was called like stepmother or something like that. Yeah. But I thought that was weird because isn't the stepmother evil? Like, well, it was been... not fairy fairy godmother or something like that. I thought she was just a magical. It should have. That's what or, I thought. It no, not magical godmother. Being, but, yeah, but they kept calling her stepmother, and I was like, yeah, it was no, it was a, agent agent stepmother and agent stepdaughter. Yeah, no, I thought I was wrong because the step the stepmother's evil from Cinderella, and the sisters, the stepsisters, are evil as well. Like mm. they're bitches. So I was like, no, I don't, I don't like that. I think it should have been fairy godmother, and then the other one could have been whatever. Mm. Um, well, they're trying to revamp it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah trying to make yeah, changes. Yeah, maybe they didn't want stepmoms and step sister daughters to be seen in such a bad light. You know, yeah. trying, to, trying to change the narrative. Trying to change mm. the narrative. Yeah, it's true. Um, I thought the cupcakes were fucking dumb. Like, I feel like this movie wanted them to be the new minions, and it just wasn't happening. <laughs> yes, um, definitely, hundred percent. That was, just, yeah, that was just so stupid. Um, the one thing I did like, but then this kind of confused me when it came to later in the movie. So you had the Baba Yaga in this, mm-hmm. who's like a witch who lives in a, oh, yeah. a who lives in like um, a house that's like got these chicken legs and it walks around and shit like it's it's a it's a folks tale do you know what i mean so when hansel and gretel turned into kids and ended up there i was like okay that's kind of cool because like they're they're kids again they're Mm -hmm. back at another witch's house yeah the witch is trying to do something to them again but i was like surely they'd be more cautious of witches in cabins in the woods offering them food after what happened last time well obviously in 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 this rendition i don't think the cabin in the woods thing happened exactly this, this, that's this, what, this is the first that's time what it's happening me at the end mm. because the description of the movie the synopsis was like hansel and gretel of fairy tale fame 
blah 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 blah. So I was thinking, okay, they're famous, like like you know the Hansel and Gretel movie with um uh with Hawkeye, yeah, the, the live action one. That was the, the 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 Brothers Grimm or something like that that kind of movie with that return of Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And it was yeah. like after the events when they were kids, they become witch hunters. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I was assuming throughout this movie after that event with them as kids that's when they joined or decided to go for the secret magic agency. But then obviously later on, you have the agents, brothers Grimm, the, the brother agents, and they were like, oh, they're part of like, um, they're like the, the what was it called? Like, P, is it PA? Um, like, like um, do you know what I mean? Like they're, they're the ones that kind of reveal shit to the public or whatever and, and stuff okay. like that. And, mm-hmm. and they were like, okay, yeah, you can tell the story, but don't tell them anything about the secret agency and don't tell them this and that and that. What you can tell them is, I don't know, maybe like two kids were defeated a witch who was trying to kill them with with um, with with candy and shit. And I was like, oh, well, that's, that is the Hansel and Gretel story. So what they're trying to say is that never happened. It was just a cover-up for what really happened. So it kind of confused me because I was like, well, then why are they famous mm. like why why do they have fairy tale fame if their fairy tale never happened you know what i mean yeah i i i, I get what you're saying yeah anyway it's, it's a minor anyway the whole film is a fucking minor to be honest <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely aimed at minors like i think kids will like this but it just wasn't for me so yeah, yeah. this this gets a quarter chicken from me as well okay yeah that's why we're all in agreement on that one um i'm still surprised that you lot loved mitchell and the machines as much as you did but I didn't. Oh, yeah, that's most of you did. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, so um, next, uh, T, you picked this one. No Man Land on Disney+. Plus. Do you want to give a synopsis and a brief to um, who's involved in it? Oh, fuck's sake. Like, this is the biggest mistake of my podcasting career, to be honest. <laughs> right. So the synopsis, um, basically, it's a movie about nothing. Nothing happens. Uh, it's about not homeless people, but people who choose to live on the road um i guess they're called nomads um it won the oscar for best movie she won the oscar for best actress the director won for best director obviously that's what made me choose i i watched this last week here i don't remember the ending what happens at the end i know that nothing i know nothing happened in the beginning i I, I know no because um she goes to that guy's house and he invites her to live with her and then yeah. then she then the, her car breaks down then she goes to like yeah. her friend's house who then lends her money I can't remember what happens after that I think that I think that's her sister she goes to her sister's uh, house yeah her sister's house well yeah and then way. and then and then she goes to her um her storage unit where all her stuff is and then gets rid of it oh like, like, yeah that's it yeah. So she so she does move in with the guy at the end. Well, you'd assume, do you know what I mean? Like it makes you think it it's kind of a bit ambiguous, I think, the ending. Mm. It's like, did she move in with uh, that man or is she just moving on from her past with her dead husband? Because that kind of what the film became about when, when she was talking to that guy. It's like moving on and, and accepting like people have passed and moving on from it and that you're not you never say goodbye you just say i'll see you down the road do you know what i mean mm. so it's like did she move in with that guy or is she just letting go of the past and 
giving away all this stuff because it reminds her of her husband and she's like do i mean i don't need this anymore i'm going to continue this nomad life yeah or is she getting rid of it because she's moving in with that guy and she doesn't need it that storage anymore do you know what i mean wait i'm I'm not gonna lie like we watched this so long ago that i forgot to buy it and the only good thing like do you know what yeah i'm not gonna give it bones considering Like it, it wasn't awful. I think it's just more. It, it wasn't my kind of thing. Like absolutely whatsoever at all. But I did appreciate yeah. it. Like I like because obviously I knew who she was. If I didn't know who she was yet, I'd have thought this was like a documentary. I'd have thought they like just got people that live this life. It's like okay, yeah, we're just gonna follow you guys around and just record mm-hmm. your how you live your life, and then we're gonna edit and show it because like everyone felt so natural and everyone just felt. So like this is what they do. Do you know what I mean? They all just like looked the part and just acted the part and just like you know, just run like a little bit run down and how how you'd expect people to look that, you know, li- live off the live off the land in a sense. Mm. Yeah, no, I definitely get that. I, I think you said in, in our group chat like you felt like she was the only one acting and everyone else just literally lived this life. Yeah, that and, was just their lifestyle. Yeah, I got yeah, I got that feeling as well and in that sense, I get why it won the Oscar and why she got Best Director because it felt so natural. Do you know what I mean? It mm. didn't feel like anyone was acting. didn't feel like a movie. It did feel like a documentary. Yeah. So in that sense, I guess, yeah, the directing was top notch. Like, it's hard to make things feel natural mm-hmm. and and she pulled it off. But there was no real story like thing it just like like you said it was just a documentary but even documentaries have more like people intentionally try to make a story out of documentaries like a beginning middle and end this just had it was just one long middle (laughs) do you know what I mean like yeah and then um I don't know like it it it, all right so the only reason I I picked this was because of the, the only reason I picked this was because of it won all the Oscars, and I was like, all right, maybe we should give this a chance and mm-hmm. let people know. But to me, man, this like if you want to give this a miss, give it a miss, mate. Like, <laughs> and considering there were films like Judas and the Black Messiah in there, and all these other films, like this one, like I was like, okay, guess so. Mm. Yeah, um, I gave this a three piece, you know. Um, wow. really, I, I, I genuinely enjoyed the movie. It's, again, it's not a movie I'd revisit. Oh um, damn! But that's still a high score, that. though. Wait, it's T, what, high score. T, what did you rate it? Um, I think I gave it. Yeah, I think I gave it a quarter as well, a quarter chicken. Okay, fair enough. All right, Martin, let, let, tell us why you enjoyed this one so much. I think I enjoyed it more because of that nomad life um and just the narration of that life um because again the movie <laughs> like t said was just one long ass middle right mm-hmm. but it was just interesting um just looking into that lifestyle to that nomad lifestyle and you know with uh um, i can't remember the, the make with fern i don't what's the name was the name fern uh whatever her name was um just her learning about that um about their life and I actually got a bit interested in people's lives as well so we know that the Empire Mine uh, shot down left people a lot of people out of work um, we know that from Fern um, she'd be working full time in HR they worked in school and tutored um, and then also uh, is trying to find a job at 
that's very very hard to find a job um and the recruiters are even saying that um we don't know what we could give you so that was all uh pretty interesting as well because again it reminded me of real life like during the, the 2008 financial crash where you had a lot of people who were in top positions or high earners and all of a sudden you hear stories about people working at mcdonald's and whatnot so mm. i just i just saw that reflection there for me it it felt a bit more relatable i guess which is why i gave such a high school um so i mean even um around the campfire when they're sharing stories like uh, this woman was working as a broker and her friend got cancer and passed away before he was able to um before he was able to go out on onto the lake with his boat or something like that and that made her decide i'm going to give up everything as live this bird of life and just enjoy life as as i should um as 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 i want um and you know seeing how these people lived in a sense i mean fern has to take a dump in, a, in her converted van and everything like that yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> finding, finding spaces in the weirdest of places so at, at a gas station um for example in the bitter cold and she's there just you know getting on with it not really accepting help from um from anyone un- until she had to fix a van obviously <laughs> pardon me which is her back um i think it was hearing people's uh, different people's perspectives on what makes them happy um and also i think the music is what sort of brought things together as well because the music was very again it was it was uh, on a piano and stuff like that i just felt like a like you were going on a journey with her um as someone who was also new to being a nomad so i think all those factors um is what is what sort of convinced me to give it a three piece okay yeah, yeah, I hear that. The music was good. I feel like the the lack of music at times added to it as well. Like mm. again, it added to the realism, and um, it wasn't. I think can only remember like just this piano like melody coming in every now and again. Yeah, that was exactly. Pretty much it. Apart from that, it was all just silence and natural noises and stuff. So mm. pretty good. Mm. Um, one thing I did. Maybe a quarter chicken is a bit harsh for this movie. I might maybe give it a half chicken because it, even though it was long and boring, it held my attention and I didn't fall asleep. So maybe yeah. that it, that deserves at least an extra half chicken, the fact that I managed to stay awake for it. Um, but I feel like it, it was, like I said, I like the, the end message that it was given of like, of, of accepting people have passed and moving on from your past and journey living your life how you want to live it and stuff yeah um, but also just the um the the what's it called the camaraderie or like the um yeah camaraderie, the way, camaraderie between all the nomads and, yeah, yeah do you know what i mean i thought i was really touching is that even these people who who don't have much like even though they may have money like do you know what i mean like they they choose to live this life this simple life and simple pleasures like um going to the aquarium and seeing the crocodile and you know what i mean and doing all this stuff like it's minor it seems minor but they find enjoyment in it and it's still like even though it's like they're not living this like flamboyant life and shit it's like they still get to experience things in life that like are quite real like that when when she was looking through the footage and the guy found, I don't know if it was like bats or birds or whatever it was, and it was all coming out of the their little things. Yeah. I thought, I thought that was quite cool. And yeah, like, again, like back, back in the day, 
Um, I used to know people that like um, lived in um, what do you want to call it? Is it hostels or whatever? You know what? You know YMCA. Yeah. 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 I knew people that used to live there, innit? And again, it had that. It gave me that same feel, like because again, all of them. There's a lot of them. Like there's a lot of people in there that may have been homeless or whatever or stuff like that. So they've been housed in here. And they all just have each other's back. Do you know what I mean? Like when they cook, they cook for everyone. Like if, do you know what I mean? So I thought that was cool, man. I, I thought that was a pretty good uh, representation of it. Mm. But I sort of think it's worthy of an Oscar. Sorry, after all, nah. after, after everything, I, thought, I don't think it was worthy of an Oscar. <laughs> no, 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 no way, not at all. <laughs> Com- compared to the films that I haven't even seen, um, um, Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh, that was a I know, solid movie. Yeah, I know I'm gonna like that more, man. Surely that that's. Anyway, I don't know, man. Th- this Oscars was a flop. I heard like it was the yeah. the lowest ratings. Everyone thought it was a joke. So, you know, it is what it is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I don't know if we're, if we're about to move on. Yeah, if everyone's well, done with it, this movie, yeah. but obviously I'm at work, so I've just got to do something quickly. So if you want to talk about the thing that I haven't seen while I'm doing this, and then I'll be back in a sec. All right. Okay, well, yeah, that, is that just, cool? That just throws me off a bit because I don't have anything pulled up for that. <clears throat> oh, sorry. What was the thing they didn't see, by the way? You didn't see Castlevania. Uh, Castlevania. I haven't, oh. I, haven't seen the, I haven't seen the first three seasons of it, so I thought I can't really jump into season four and I didn't have enough time to watch all the seasons and stuff, do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, again, yeah, if, if you guys want to talk about Castlevania for a bit and then I will be back on in about... I don't know, 10 minutes maybe. Yeah, we'll see. Right, cool. We'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah. All right, so Castlevania season four um, is the final season. Um, mm-hmm. I felt like this this season went back to form um, because I think season three, I particularly, I wasn't the biggest fan. Um, also, mm-hmm. pardon me, also just before we go on, because I keep forgetting to do this, yeah. So if, just in case anyone's listening for the first time, um, if you haven't noticed, Blur's Ross has a very unique rain system. We call it chicken rain system. Um, basically, we think the movie is absolutely dead. You shouldn't waste your time against bones. Next up is a quarter chicken. Then, if it's you know good, okay, it gets half chicken. The next is a three piece, and then we think this is a creme de la creme. If it's an amazing movie, must see. It gets a whole chicken. Um, yeah, but this season, season four of Castlevania, yeah, it gets a whole chicken, mm-hmm. man. It was just so well done. Um, like the action, like there was so much action. Uh, it, yeah, it, you action junkie. Yeah, but like, <laughs> it, it wasn't just action for the sake of action. Like, no, it no, all no, made sense. Do you know what I mean? And I, I just really enjoyed it. Like, I, uh, and I also like that it told a full story. That like, they've ended it on a in a good way where like Dracula's mm-hmm. story is complete, Alucard's story is complete, Trevor B- uh, Belmont's story is complete. Like everyone's story is done and you know you're 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 satisfied with how it how it ends so yeah, yeah no nah. um what was what's give me some of your thoughts on this one um so like you said the fight scenes are good um as i said as good as ever in my notes mm-hmm. uh so too is the animation um sometimes with a with animated series what happens is that because the action is so the fight scene is so fast at times as, as in the movie the movement speed of the characters is so fast and stuff like that. You get a lot of blurs and whatnot. But in this case, it, the, the quality hadn't dropped at all, um, which, you know, it just enhanced the visual aesthetics of it. Um, I liked um, 
you know, like Cypher's character. Like, do you remember how Cypher was right at the beginning, uh, season one and stuff? And you see her now, and she's like swearing and whatnot. Yeah. Um, just, obviously, just, we know why she was swearing. We know why she was obviously upset and whatnot. Yeah. But I just thought it was hilarious. I, I, I thought. I, I like just that representation in it because obviously, like, when you've been with your partner long enough, they they start to pick up little tendencies and start yeah. using phrases that you use and you bounce off each other and you pick up each other like you in a sense kind of pick up each other's little traits and stuff so it, yeah. it was nice seeing that oh honestly it really was um but actually i think we also got a lot more character development in cypher i think cypher had probably the most um uh character development because um you could tell that she was part of i can't remember that that um the st- i don't know what they're called storytellers or what but you know the people who go around chronicling events and then also give aid to people where they can yeah right um that sort of nomadic tribe she's from um it was just it was very nice to see her leadership skills come to play because um when it went to that that derelict village for example and uh, you know these villagers were putting their latrines next to the food that they'll be eating and whatnot and she was like as she said straight away you can't be doing this yeah you'd be like you guys will get sick from doing it you'll contaminate the the you know, you contaminate the food and fall ill and stuff like that. And she was telling them where to move everything and whatnot. Um, I thought that was so cool to see because I'm. I think up until then, I only we only see, saw stuff like that in maybe the first season. Um, of just straight just after the the demon attack. Um, yeah, so that was really cool. Um, the way she uses her magic in the fight scenes as well. I thought she's a lot more adept. Um, I don't know whether it's because it's been a while since I've seen her in a fight at all but she just looks so much more adept at in control of the powers and whatnot like doing crazy things like uh, solidifying the rain and then making it into uh into a, a spinning saw and just you know cutting demons like that ah awesome and also her fire magic as well just how strong she is mm. um yeah i thought i thought she had a very very uh she like i said she had the best uh character development of everyone um yeah, and I, I really enjoyed I, Isaac's character. Oh, go on, go on. Do you, do you think that she got this lightning powers because she was pregnant? Because I don't remember having her having lightning powers before. I just assumed that she just had a variety of powers. Now, and because in all on... in all three seasons, we'd only ever seen her use water and fire. Mm. Well, I don't know if it's, a, if it's a pregnancy. I just I just feel that maybe she had been experimenting. Um, experimenting with with uh various forms of magic um and lightning was just her newest one okay fair enough I mean, so, yeah so, so, i don't know i mean I, I never i never really questioned it to be honest um mm-hmm. but you're right i did she has been using um um water and fire yeah pretty much I mean, since since uh the first season mm-hmm. um but yeah now that you mentioned it i just yeah i just never it didn't ever in my head about the lightning um yeah um isaac was my favorite character yeah um, in season two and three Mm -hmm. and yeah it was great seeing the fruits of his sort of labor and his growth as well in the in the season like he's an absolute badass um uh, this season actually showed as well the just how incredible the um what are they called the battle masters are battle Mm. masters battle mages yeah um because they're able to raise these huge armies out of nowhere and then have full control of them, which is just obviously why they also need to be under control um, in order for them to um, 
um, serve their master. Um, but yeah, Isaac was just the guy in this. Um, you know, he went out seeking his revenge mm-hmm. on Hector as well as the as well as the um, I don't know if they're called the Striga, the Striga vampires or. Um, but anyway, those the, the female vampires in, in the castle, mm-hmm. um, and he single handedly just brought the whole castle down. Yeah, I mean, it he was clamped, man. And, and again, I just like I like that just the fact that you know they gave his, him his, more of his moments to shine, and also show that like he's mm. learned, like you know, may, maybe Dracula wasn't as right as we thought, and you know, maybe yeah. we got to change things up a little bit. Yeah, because even when he went on his revenge path in inverted commas, right, he actually didn't kill Hector in the end. He sort of forgave him, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was interesting because I thought, yeah, this guy was at one point he was definitely going to kill him, um, and actually also shows, like you said, how he's grown as a person. That maybe he didn't think that Dracula was right. What else was he wrong about? And mm-hmm. definitely one of them was. Um, seek revenge and you know he saw he sort of i guess forgave hector before even going to the castle yeah. uh, but i might be wrong it might have been hector's actions actually motivated him to not not to um i, I think he already um, decided yeah. i think he already decided at that point that he wasn't gonna you know pursue his revenge like he had grown as a person yeah yeah all right all right uh speaking of hector i also like that hector redeemed himself because he had he fucked it. up. <laughs> he had one of the worst treatments. Yeah, um, in in the series, so it was it was nice to see that he actually redeemed himself a bit. Um, definitely by showing that you know he was actually setting up traps all throughout the castle. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, even whilst under the restrictions of the ring he wore, um, he didn't become a full on reek, which is <laughs> because in my head I was thinking, "No, you're a reek now." Yeah, after after Game of Thrones, um. Mm-hmm. So, you know, seeing that actually he set up traps and whatnot, he's, he he was redeemed in my eyes. Yeah. Um, you know, it was even touching seeing that he actually cared for, um, I can't remember, I can't remember the vampire, but she seems to be the youngest vampire there who... Well, didn't, um, she, didn't she seduce him and have sex with him at the end of season three? Yeah, she did. And then slapped on, and slapped on the ring <laughs> uh, yeah. halfway through. Yeah. But he still cared for her. Um... And even the way she died, her death was pretty, you know, it was sort of, also it said sort of, I, I don't even know the word for it. It was, but, fit, it you was know, fitting. her just saying, I don't want to live in bondage. Let me go out and see the sun. And she just accepted that she was going to die anyway. And she just wanted to, yeah, she it, was, it, it, she it, was strong enough to want to break free from being a prisoner. Mm-hmm. At the same time, knowing that she was going to die if she, you know, the way she was going to go about it. So it felt yeah. a bit surreal to me that, she made that choice um but yeah i thought i thought it was uh again just just something nice because i I didn't like that character to begin with so her doing that just sort of redeemed her in my eyes mm. um you know alucard's humanity um was sort of restored or was you know you could tell that alucard became a lot more human than than previously okay. um you know especially after the especially after the twins in season three that he killed mm-hmm. um it seemed that he was even falling in love with um the with new, one of the, the, the new, new characters the new that turned up. To us. yeah yeah so again i mean i think all in all i just like the uh the growth of the characters i think the only the character with the least growth was was um 
was Trevor himself because Trevor's is Trevor. I mean, he doesn't need to be any more, <laughs> any anything more, yeah, anything less. Yeah. That is what Trevor is. Just the guy that he's need. He's always just shows up on time. He does his thing and he leaves. And mm. don't think that was a bit like extra. Like the whip is OP in it, but this new little. That whip was freaking OP. Yeah, but this new little circular, like, um, what? What, what the, dag- the, the, the dagger, the dagger that could uh, be thrown like a boomerang. Yeah, that one was. Oh, that was, that was sick. That was super broken. That weapon was friggin' sick. Mad. Oh, uh, I don't even know how to describe, but yeah, I thought I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I don't. I haven't played enough um, Castlevania to even know that that particular um, dagger, but. I thought I thought his his fight at the end was was epic. That's the only way to describe it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Good up against this, um, um, I guess vampire who was the embodiment of death, and you know using nothing but his whip and daggers. And even when his arms were to the point where they weren't working, he was still able to uh, sort of pull through. I, like some, again, dual sex mucky that moment, but able to pull through. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so yeah, I thought I thought it was, I mean. To be fair, in a way, I was kind of fine with the with with you know the possibility that he would have died there in that fight. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, I wasn't really I, expecting I, to I, see I, him come back. I thought he was he would as well, but again, I kind of like like the fact that it wrapped up nicely and he did come back, mm. and like they're gonna get their happy ever after. Yeah, exactly. I mean. Watching Game of Thrones, Attack on Titan, um, and whatnot, right? I mean, I'm I'm not really. I wasn't expecting a happy ending, but it was nice that it came. Mm-hmm. Um, um. Oh, I was also gonna say that um, the synergy between the three. You know, when they were apart for so long, and then they met up in that in that village, uh, fighting against those demons, and the way they fought was, I think, was 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 really cool. Just mm. the fact that they've been away for so long, but when they're together. It's almost like they know what each other's thinking. So if one person's in a in a, in a pickle, then you know, um, maybe Cypher will uh, chuck some ice at them, or um, or you'd have um, uh, you'd have Trevor, you know, like throw a dagger towards towards Alucard, or Alucard send his sword. Or flying to help do you know that kind of thing. Yeah. I thought it was pretty I, cool. I, I did um, also it just, like it showed just how well they fight together. Sorry, I also did like... Uh, uh, let me try that again. I also liked how the fact that um, even Alucard, because he'd been around Trevor for so long, like bits of Trevor were starting to rub off of him and he kept... He started, oh, saying, yeah, he started yeah, to yeah. say things that Trevor would say. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what you see? You know that bit where um, the rider comes, like, the dead rider comes to him and he was like, you shut up. I don't want to hear anything out of you, but he's talking to, his, he's talking to the horse. Mm. He was like, "Oh my gosh, I sound like Trevor." <laughs> no, it was when he that said, "What was he say?" He said, "Um, and God once again shits in my food or something like that." I was just yeah, like, "Yeah, I good. swear Trevor said that in season one." I was like, "Yeah, that was a nice little touch there." Yeah, honestly, you're so cool. Um, the only person who was a bit iffy for me was Saint Germain because I, even though I understood his motivations, right, I don't see why he would have been fooled the way he was fooled. Do you know, do you know what I mean? So him opening the um, portal, trying to get um, Dracula back, Dracula and um, and his wife back in that one 
body that was both male and female. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand those motivations there because yes, he was he was looking for the woman he loved, but at the same time, it just felt like it just, it just felt yeah. lazy in a sense. Why would he give you know up I mean? the Some... fate of the world for like? But then yeah. it's just one of those ones where they say like love is a crazy, a crazy thing, isn't it? Mm. I mean, I think it would be more compelling if he was an actual. Um, well, what I think, if he was an actual like main villain or something like that, do you know what I mean? As in, he's the one who's manipulated all these vampires or whatever, because he wants to be the human that is still being the prey. Um, he wants to be the master. Mm. So, if it was something that I suppose I would have preferred it more, but um, obviously we didn't get that. Yeah. Um, I'm, I also wasn't sure about the ending with you know Dracula and his wife um coming through the door and and back in the real world. Well, basically, um, they survived, didn't they? They, he, they managed to separate their souls from that weird body of the... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they did, but at the same time, I just... I, I, I mean, yes, it's closure in the end, but at the same time, it's not the kind of closure that I was expecting to happen. I mean, I was fine with them just getting sent back through the through the... Um, through the gate and that was that well, back to, um, and back to hell yeah but you know that wasn't the case mm. um, but overall I really enjoyed the series um, I gave it I gave it a three piece yeah um, no, again not... it, was, it was more the ending that, that brought the rating down slightly yeah. um, and as Saint Germain as well um, but yeah overall very very good series I, I think it's a good end to the series as well there aren't any questions I've got any burning questions to ask. Do you know what I mean? I'm, yeah. As in, we could always ask, oh, how did Dracula and his wife escape hell? Or um, what happened to say Germain and Germain in the end? Or this, that, and the other. But um, actually, those questions don't really need to be answered. I mean, it would be nice if we've got an answer to them. But I think overall, the series had a nice closing to it. Obviously, we know that Trevor's back. Cyphers there, um, the the village that um, Alucard's building with his with his. And they're gonna they're, um, gonna, they're gonna call it Trevor. Is yeah, exactly. Is you know what I mean? We can see not, that. Sorry, not, tre- get not Trevor Belmont. Bel- Cyphers there. Sorry, not Trevor Belmont. They're gonna call it Belmont. Oh, they're called call Belmont. Yeah. Mm. Um. So all of that was, I think, all of that was was nice. So um, and again, the series as a whole was, was really nice, and you know, had a nice ending to it. Um, you know, we had closure in some aspects. Mm-hmm. So yeah, three piece. Don't don't don't. Right, I, T's not here, but we're gonna move on to the next one. Next thing, uh, Love, Death, and Robots season two. Um, now the first season came out of nowhere and was friggin' amazing with all these little different short mm. stories. Um, mm. Season two, just I don't know. It just it just didn't come with the same fire, man. And it's such a shame because season yeah. one was just so well done. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give I'm gonna give it a free piece. Um, T. Um, yeah, I agree, man. I mean, the first season, I absolutely loved it. I loved it. It was an instant like whole chicken for me. Like for almost every episode. Do you know what I mean, and considering this had almost double well, over double the amount of episodes that this one had. Season one had 18 episodes. Yeah. This one only had yeah, eight. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
although every episode in this season was around 17 minutes yeah whereas the first season had some that were just like five minutes six mm -hmm. minutes so mm -hmm. i mean you had like the 17 minute episodes as well but it was a lot more varied in length than this season um but yeah no in a whole i don't know man this season just didn't do it for me like going back over the episodes none of them were bad they just weren't well, amazing they just weren't amazing. Do you know what I mean? Like, like in season one, even from the first episode, like three robots where you've got the three robots walking around earth. That's now like, there's no humans left. And it's like a tourist. Yeah. It's like a tourist destination for robots. That was an interesting concept. Mm. And then Wait, to find that was, out, your, that was your episode one. That was episode one. Yeah. So for, I think, so for everyone, everyone had a different, um, episode so the, the episode in order was different for everyone i think oh really because yeah because my first one was that um was that uh monster fight that was my first episode oh I really thought, wow wait it's crazy yeah. what, um Sun sunny's edge sunny's edge that's the one uh, yeah, yeah i yeah. love that episode as well man that ending i mean we're gonna probably can talk spoilers because that's an old show um but anyone that hasn't seen it maybe i don't know just skip a couple minutes but yes you're breaking it out, bro. Sunny's edge, man. That that ending, like when you found out what. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Sorry, that that ending where you find out what Sunny's edge actually was, like what was giving them the edge in battle, mm. like was amazing because obviously they were like monsters, but they were being controlled by like a host or whatever by a human host. Mm. But then you find out this monster, the human host, is actually in the monster like they are the monster now so if they yeah. die they die but that's what's giving them the edge in battle is the is the the will to live do you know what i mean yeah mm. i thought that was amazing like all of these every episode had, a, had an interesting concept or a or a cool twist at the end like um even ice age that had like the live action elements Wait, to it was cool that was cool yeah. was that the one with that with the um civilization in the freezer in the freezer yeah i thought that was oh, so that cool was, man that yeah. was that was definitely an interesting concept as well. Uh, um, listen, 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 listen. We're talking about season two. Let's get back to season two. Oh, because we're going to shit all over season two. I know, I, know we're, I know we're talking about season two, but this, this is relevant. Do you know what I mean? This is like, basically, just to compare how much, how amazing the first season was. Do you know what I mean? Um, like, Okay, just let me just quickly list off the. I've got a few more left that I love. The yogurt, the thing with the yogurt, mm -hmm. um, taking over the world, I thought was very mm -hmm. was genius. Um, good hunting with with the like traditional like drawn animation of the shapeshifter and going throughout time and this oh. man fell in love with her and then she becomes like a robot at the end. I thought that was so that was very touching. That was uh, the alternate histories with Hitler. I thought was jokes. Um, lucky number 13 zima blue the the robot artist and that ending fucking yeah. blew my mind mm -hmm. um and the witness was a good episode as well um which again having just spoke about um uh, uh mitchell and mitchell versus the machines and spider-verse this had that same animation style it was like a 3d cgi animation with like 2d hand-drawn kind of overlay over it so I don't know if this, if the yes, I got that. So I thought, was, yeah, all right, carry on, you carry on. Sorry, say it again. No, no, ca carry on, carry on. Um, I was going, I was going to say something, but I'll, I'll say after you do. So, okay, yeah, go ahead. 
Yeah, I don't know if this was the same production company that made this episode that then went on to work for Sony and make um, like Spider-Verse and Mitchell's Rest of the Machines, but if it's not, then they, they stole that. <laughs> they stole it from this episode of, of um, Love, Death and Robots. But no, it, it, this, the whole first season. Mm. So yeah, T, T's broken up again. Um, yeah, mine. So yeah, I was going to say that... Was, Oh, you're, you're both breaking up uh, today, man. I was going to say that I think that one of the episodes in in this... Bro, we can, I can hear T I, fine, and I, I can hear... Yeah, yeah I can fine. hear him fine. I think it's you. Well, boy, I in can't, studio I can't came back. hear you. No, it's definitely you, bro. I, I can hear him clearly. Yeah. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll continue, and yeah, we'll see what happens. Um... Yeah, but in blue, I also um, I think the same studio that blue was the same studio that did another um, episode in the new season. Um, this was the ice. Um, I thought it was called ice, where oh, you okay. have oh, yeah, the, that, that... the the augmented um, teenagers running yeah. running uh, from point A to point B on the ice, and you know trying to avoid the the whale. Um, so. Yeah, so I, I think I think they 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 return to do this. Um, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, because yeah, now that you mention it, the the animation style does seem quite similar. Yeah, um, and I like the episode. Just the smoothness of the animation was really cool. Like it was very well animated, mm. and the whole visuals with the ice whales and stuff coming out and yeah, no, that that was a good episode. I did like that one. So season two was that was that like a random order as well like what was the first episode for you in season two? Oh, and i even I, I, I can't remember what the, what the um first episode was for me to be honest the first episode for me in season two was the one with the killer vacuum cleaner ah that was that was the same that was the same one for me then oh, okay yeah okay. the killer vacuum cleaner was the same one yeah mm. that episode oh, no, was stupid this one uh that Mm, was I don't, was that my first episode? It might have been. I'm trying to put it up on Netflix now. But that episode was stupid. Like I got what they were trying <laughs> to do, but it it made me roll my eyes. Um, the yeah. ep- episode that I did really love yet, yeah, and it was because like I was like, hold on, is this still animation? Is the one with mm. Michael B. Jordan? Oh, I Michael thought that was him. Life, it life looked hutch. so much like him. Life Hutch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was that. That was so Michael was that B. Jordan, him? right? It yeah, was, it was him. Yeah. It was him. It was it was okay. an episode based on on him, so they might like, and it was so lifelike for a second. I was like, "Hold on, mm. those, those last two, the one that one and the one with the babies, or the or the kids, um, where um humans can live forever, but people can't have children, and like if you have oh, kids, you, they get killed. The animation yeah, on those squad. two, yeah, was so crisp. Yeah, like I was just yeah. like amazed about how how like clean it was hmm no that that was yeah that's the, the animation in this season was really good especially like the cgi ones mm-hmm. i feel like like you said pop squad and life hutch especially um and and snow in the desert um was very realistic yeah, was yeah. very realistic mm-hmm. um but just to talk about pop squad quickly again being a being a dad myself that episode really touched me because um it's it was cool like 
discovering throughout the episode what they're actually doing. And then when you realize, wow, they're killing kids, like, like they're, they're calling them unregistered offspring. And mm. like you said, they live forever, but they can't have kids. Yeah. So mm. when, when he got to that woman's house, which I think he got there by accident, I don't think he was looking. No, because he, he, he went to the shop and then she was buying like a, a train set and he Probably followed her. Minute. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then to hear her explanation of like, because he's like, raw, like, if you can live forever, why do you want to live this life? Like with a annoying little kid screaming and doing all this madness. And she's like, no, nah, like, because I can live forever, like, that's why this is so important because I've seen everything. I've done everything. There's nothing left to do. But having a baby, you see everything again for the first time. Like, mm. everything is interesting to an infant. Like, and then even, like, seeing him, I can't remember if it was a butterfly or a, some kind of insect or something. And just looking at this, like, it, yeah, it, it was very touching for me. Like, I really um, I really felt that episode, man. And the ending as mm. well, where clearly he kind of, his mind was changed on it. Because when he come out and sees his partner, and then there's, like, the the, the shootout between them. Like, I thought that was really cool, man. Yeah. There, 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 there was a lot of good episodes. It's just that very few just blew you away like season one did. Like, mm. Snow in the Desert was a good episode. Um, Life Heart Chicken. Which one? Snow in the Desert. That's the one with the guy that could regenerate. Yeah, that was pretty good. And, and again, I like... See, my problem with the season as well, yeah, with season one... It, the show's called Love, Death and Robots, yeah? Mm -hmm. And now in season one, every episode might not have had all three, but it had elements of at least, like, maybe two or, you know what I mean, some kind of variation. Like, it might not have had robots, but it would have had some kind of technology mm. or, do you know what I mean, something like that. Whereas this one, there were episodes where I was like, well, there's not really any Love, Death or Robots in there. I mean, those, you know those, I mean? those, those Love the Kids. <laughs> Well, and yeah. the old couple, what? <laughs> well, yeah. the old couple, but the old people. Yeah, I think, um, I think you're. No, yeah, there's definitely love in there. Even the brother. <clears throat> yeah, I think you're wrong in that sense. Which and one? Definitely robot. Which episode are you talking about now? So, so love, love in terms of um, uh, what's it called? Ice. Yeah. Um, where where the brother uh, is run away from Wells, but actually has to help his brother, uh, brother from um, he has to help up his um, other brother because he was injured or whatever. And, he was um, fake, and that was touching because he, he was the faking actually it. Was injured. Yeah, he was faking it to like yeah, exactly. show him. Oh uh, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, and exactly. then there was, yeah, um, and there was elements so of death, love, death, and yeah. robots in that. Yeah, but I mean, I'm talking about okay. So like the the killer vacuum one we've talked about. That's mm. obviously got death. love, death, and robots because mm. she loves her pet, so she won't sacrifice it. Mm. The robot is the obviously the, the killer vacuum, mm. and and death is just is coming to kill ice. Yeah, has love and death. Not really robots, but it does have like the modded teens, I guess. Mm -hmm. Pop Squad, death and love for your children. Snow in the desert. Um, yeah, has has it as well. Mm -hmm. Okay, maybe maybe more of them do than I thought. But I'm specifically talking about that Christmas one. Like, well, there that, was there was the, the there's the threat of death in it. If they had been bad, that alien thing was gonna eat what them up. Would have happened. It's gonna <laughs> kill yeah, them. That's, and that's eat what was called uh, all through the house. That one was yeah. creepy, boy. Bro, yeah, because no, Love, Death, and Robots for me is all about. It's, it's for me. It's basically an an animated Black Mirror, right? So it kept me yeah. thinking as well. What would have happened to those kids if 
they were bad. Yeah, they would have been eaten. They would have been killed. He would have killed them. Yeah, that thing was creepy, man. It reminded me of the thing from Pan's Labyrinth a bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, with yeah, the eyes on his hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I know the one. Um, yeah. but for, so for me personally, um, the what? So this this series let me down a bit because. The animations were good, but they were all CGI'd. I didn't get any yeah. variation. I didn't get a wide variety of animation, even even across eight episodes. There was there wasn't a, a variety of animation compared to uh, season one, which showed you know it had three um, D animation, it had CG CG animation, it had two mm-hmm. uh, D animation. Um, even had live action. Yeah, even had some live action. I think it wasn't um, Lucky 13 live, a cross between live action or anime, animated or something like that. Maybe, yeah. I think you might um, be right. Yeah. E- even, with the, even with the CGI ones, mm. like they even they were varied. Like You had the realistic looking ones. Then you had the more stylized ones, like um, like the, the Hitler one, where it's going through the history. Yeah, exactly. 3D, but it was like, they were all like kind of square, kind of like, I don't know what you call it, like, like, just, just know, a like, different animation style. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Whereas this, yeah. whenever it was CG, it was like, it was realistic CG. Mm. Yeah, but I just feel for, for me, again, what I loved about um, the season one was just the variety I was given. Whereas mm. this one, I didn't get much variety. Was, yeah, was, I mean, majority of um, episodes were CG, but CGI'd, but it, it didn't really do it for me. Um, it also felt a, le- a, a little less like... Uh, Black Mirror, so I had to give it a half chicken for this one. Um, whereas with the first one, I gave it, I probably gave it a whole chicken. Um, I've seen it so many times, I've seen every episode of season one so many times that mm. you know, um, I really do enjoy season one. This one, again, not so much, and and, and it is literally to do with maybe it's not so much the uh, length of episodes that we got, but it's um, it's it's just a variety, um. I mean, my favorite episodes were Ice, which we spoke about, Stow the Desert, mm-hmm. Life Hutch, The Tall Grass. The Tall Grass for me was probably one that was more like um, a lot more similar to first season in certain aspects. Um, mm. And last was All Through the House. Um, again, I mean, don't get me wrong, they're all good episodes. It's just the fact that, again, I'm a sucker for variety. I just didn't get it for this, for this season. Um, but also, I know that's down to the pandemic. Um, yeah, and, and also, and you know, there are, there are other things that happened here and there with uh, certain studios. Um, so it's, it's, I understand the reason why we couldn't have had that variety, but mm. obviously, it's still something that I would have liked to see. So, mm. yeah, also, half, half, also half chicken. yeah, also, we're getting season three next year. So, yeah. the, yes, the we are. Wait. The wait in between the seasons is a lot shorter. It is. I think partly part of it was also because. If they'd done sixteen episodes, then we would have had to wait a longer time to yeah. have seen the third season. So yeah, again, a lot, a lot of factors in there. I'm just hoping for season three we actually get a bit more variety this time. Yeah, because um, mm. I do miss the two D animations. The two D animations were cool. Um, like you mentioned, um, for season one there was the I can't remember the name of it, but just the one that was set in China with the woman who then became a robot. Oh, good, good hunting. Good hunting. So, good hunting was one that I really enjoyed. Um, yeah, yeah I love that one. Um, there was one, there was one where they were on a on a on a moon or a planet or something like that. They had they all had different domes and they had um, kind of like mechanized 
um, well, they had machines to basically like shoot down breaches in, in the dome or shoot mm. down uh, monsters coming through breaches in the dome. See, something like that I enjoyed. Um, yeah. And those were the 2D animation styles. Um, I think I think the second one I mentioned was, was similar to um, um, what's it called Mitchell's versus versus the machines. So again, I, I like my variety. What can I say? <laughs> mm. yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, like like the one that had the animation was, was called the witness. Like that was so interesting because all it was was a, like a chase scene, like a man chasing a woman trying to kill her because she witnessed him. Well, it, like it started weird. Like she, she murdered he, the guy. Murdered her basically. Yeah. But then another version of her was across the road and witnessed it, but obviously didn't see that it was herself that he killed. Mm-hmm. So he's freaked out. He's chasing her down, and then basically throughout the chase, it ends up back in that same room, mm-hmm. and then he, she ends up killing him. Yeah. And then she looks across the road, and then he's now there witnessing that murder. So it's like they're on some weird time loop, some alternating time loop. Yeah. Like the the concepts of each episode were unique and like um, was amazing. Do you know what I mean? Whereas mm-hmm. in this one, I feel like they were more like I don't know, not mainstream, but like a, a lot of them were I don't know, just more standard. If that makes sense, they were still good and they were well, um, they were executed well, and and they were still like every episode was good. I think the only episode I didn't actually like was the Drowned Giant, the last episode. Yeah, that was a bit weird. I felt like, yeah. like that was like a nothing episode. Like, But again, a- apart from that, looking back at them, I did like all the episodes. I, like you said, even the Christmas one I really liked. I thought it was mm-hmm. it was creepy and tense and even just that final moment when they said to each other like, wow, what would have happened if we were bad? Like mm. that gave me chills. I was like, oh shit. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Like and and the life hutch like again, I was very realistic. Like I, I was like that is I swear that's Michael B. Jordan, and the way the robot like stood on his hand. Oh, uh, that was hand, oh I, that was nasty. So much detail. I was felt it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, the tall grass that like you said, Martin. I really liked the episode as well. Um, I felt like it gave you like a real sense. Like when he was lost in the grass, you proper felt it. Like, like, you know, when, when something happens, like, and you just feel that feeling in your stomach, like, fuck, like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it gave me that feeling. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, shit, like he's fucking lost now. Like that guy was just too nosy. Anyway, the guy told him, fine, have your cigarette, but just chill. Mm-hmm. And man just walked off into the grass, like a dickhead. <laughs> exactly. Like, like, Nah, he deserved but, it. In my head, I was just thinking, yep, you deserve whatever happens next. You deserve it. Uh-huh. You deserve everything. So, again, like, it, it had the threat of death. But I feel like in the first season, that guy might have actually died and then the train would have just left. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I was thinking that he would just get consumed and the train... Yeah. I feel Yeah, that. for me, I, I think we'll be able to prefer that as well. Yeah. But it was still cool, like, to 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 see like how you don't actually know what they are and to see the amount of lights that were in as the train was pulling away the amount of lights that were in the grass so it's like there was fucking loads of them out there do you and, know what yeah I mean? and he said that they used yeah. to be human as well so they don't know what's causing mm. them it's probably other idiots that left the train and fucking didn't mind their business and yeah. went out wondering about that's what i mean exactly that's what probably made me think that in the first season 
he definitely would have got caught by them and turned into one of them himself. Yeah, because like, isn't they could have made it even more wasn't, deep. Wasn't that one of the episodes where this that guy like started having visions in the desert and like, and he then what, the, in season one in the first season, yeah, and then he just became uh, like this spirit and he couldn't go back. Yeah, that sounds familiar. That was what I feel like that was one of the episodes. <laughs> It was similar to this yeah. one, but like he, they started hallucinating, and he like got mm. trapped in the, like in the. Oh yeah, when the two guys were driving. Yeah. And, and then all those fish things were like floating around at night. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you're right. And you got like sucked in, and you didn't like, just yeah. became just a part of it. Mm. Yep. Again, he deserved it. I don't care. <laughs> What's the, what's the first thing you're going to think to yourself? Oh, yeah, I'm going to go interact with this thing. Nope, <laughs> get your ass in the car. Yeah, mm. Again, yeah, like the visuals, again, another different style of, of visuals like that set it apart from the rest. Like with this one, you look at Top Squad, Snow in the Desert, and Life Hutch. Like if you showed me a still, unless it was a specific thing, like the robot or something, do you know what I mean? They all look the same. Mm. I mean, Ice had a very unique animation style. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, all of them were quite similar. Do you know what I mean? Especially yeah, those exactly. Three. It was similar. Exactly. Which is why I, I gave the rating I did. Um, yeah, I agree. I'd give it a half chicken for this season as well. Um, I think the, the ratings that I would give each episode vary. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a whole for this season, I'd probably give it a half chicken. Mm. Wow, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm probably gonna have to agree on that. Like, it just didn't fill me with the same kind of confidence and enjoyment as season one. Like, the only thing is, like, because I had kind of forgotten to watch this one, I'd watched everything and I was like, oh, why am I feeling like I'm forgetting something? And then literally, I woke up Sunday morning and I was like, crap, I haven't seen Love, Death, and Robots. So, I must have watched like the first six before I went training, and then I watched the last two just before we recorded part one, and I was like, okay. Like, at least I got through them quite quickly. But at the same time, I was like, you know, the, the same kind of level of enjoyment factor wasn't there. So, yeah, I'll probably give this a half chicken as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, looks like we're in agreement on this one. Yeah, we are. Wow. We are. We are. Calm. All right, man. Well, yes, that brings us to the end of this episode. Um, this weekend, we're going to be recording our 200th episode. Um, we probably have about... 220 25 actual podcast episodes that you can go back and listen to but um yeah this will be our, like what we're going to be considering our official episode 200 where we're going to sit back catch up probably finally go through some of the questions of the day that we've been building up with building up and have some discussions with our guests um but as always guys if you've liked the episode uh, please share with your friends um you can support the podcast by follow us on all different types of social media. So we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitch. Um, yeah, man, if, obviously any feedback is much appreciated. If you leave us an iTunes review, um, that will help with our visibility and all that good stuff there, man. Um, so yeah, for the, anyone that's... You know what? If anyone has actually been with us since episode one and you have listened to every single episode... Please reach out because I want to hear your thoughts. Because the only person that I know that has actually gone back and listened to... Well, I don't know if he he, he continues to do so um, was mine. Because mine, I think you 
when I invited you on, you were like, okay, I'm going to go back and start listening to all the episodes and you went back all the way to episode one. Did you end up actually com- co- like catching up all the way to the, till you became a permanent member? Yeah, so first of all, I listened to you guys. Actually, it wasn't episode one. So I went right from episode one. Mm-hmm. Then when I got to the show, I think I was in episode 100. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so and yeah, I obviously caught up and um, as as I was on the show, so yeah, okay, that's dope. Um, yeah, but I joined, but I did join in a year after you guys started. Yeah, that's that's cool, that's cool, that's yeah. cool, that's dope. All right, so guys, thank you very much for listening. Uh, without further ado, Martin, say bye to the people, bye everyone, catch you next time. Big T, say bye to the people, bye to the people. I'm going to watch Clone Wars. <laughs> right, yeah, guys. boy. All right, mm-hmm. catch you guys next week. Bye bye now.